Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastuitsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In French, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, ahlan wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadet. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Buenos dias. Como esta? I am doing well. I am here in my living room, my living space in Orlando, Florida. So, so grateful to be in warm weather. Sun is shining bright even today, every day. And I'm grateful, 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 full of gratitude to be in this time where we were born and raised for this time of craziness, insanity, but moving out of the insanity quickly because the universe is on our side. The universe is on the side of those who are conscious and lovingly, compassionately, with wisdom, doing what we came here to do. Hallelujah. So welcome, welcome to my living space. I welcome you into this space of beauty, this space of peace, this space of harmony, and this space of health. So this morning, we're going to tackle, we're going to explore the idea that the sick care system is falling. 
And my guest today, Dr. Sunil, one of my favorite people on the planet, because he trained to be an MD, but he is now conscious, conscious and aware of the harm, the much the harm that has been done by the so-called sick care system, health care system. So he's going to come to us via YouTube to share his thoughts about the resignation of um, the CDC director and the fact that the Emergency Pandemic Act has been end, has ended and all the repercussions of what that meant, what it means today for us as conscious beings. So I want to just share with you my promise of a new day meditation that is, I think, very relevant for this May 12, 2023. May 12, 2023, I read that learning to live means learning to keep ourselves in the present. That's what um, consciousness is all about, being aware of the present moment and all its wonders and, and lessons. This goes on to say, this day is all we really have to work with. Of course, today will be influenced by what has already happened, and its influence will extend to tomorrow, next week, and beyond. But all we can make or do lies here within this window of end time. Oh, I love that because it just reminds us to stop worrying about the past, the, the future, to stop worrying about the future and stop regretting the past. Let us come out of the past and, and stop the worry about what's going to happen and let us stay in the moment. Now, I had a test of this the last couple of weeks. Because um, I, someone ran into the side of my car as they were backing out of a parking space. They hit the back side of my vehicle. <clears throat> so damage. I had damage on my car. Thank goodness I have insurance. But thank goodness they have insurance because they were at fault. So the last two weeks has been about, okay, what's going to happen to my car? So finally yesterday, late yesterday, I got a call from my insurance company and at first it was about, well, I think we have to total the car because to repair this car, uh, find out that it's going to be very costly. In fact, they were thinking this is a total. You know, they look at how much the value of the car is and how much it's going to cost to repair it. If it's like 90% of the value, they usually write it off as a loss. But I explained to the supervisor at GEICO that I had put a lot of money into this car. And so his thought was, well, just send me the invoices and we'll put a little we'll reevaluate or we put a val new value on the car and see if we can fix it because it it's going to be costly. To have to re Even though only one end of the car was damaged, not the back, not the front, not in just one little corner over the tire was damaged. They have to replace a whole back bumper to get to repair one little side, and they have to repair the door and the top. All these things that the car co collision experts know. But finally, yesterday, a call late at night, eight o'clock at night, I get a call from my insurance company saying we're going to pay for the whole thing, and you get a rent a car while they're doing it. So all any 
any concern I had. I wasn't really worried. I was just wondering, am I going to have to find a new car? And and every day it was like, get out of that worry and trust that the Most High is going to bless you and even prosper you in some way. Well, the way I'm being prospered is I'm driving around in this new car uh, for the last week, actually, and then I'm going to keep another rent a car for uh, another two, three weeks, maybe more, depending on how long. So my worry, any worry I even had was unfounded. Don't need to worry. Everything is in divine order. So that's what our thought should be today as we um, explore the falling of the SIG care system and solutions for spike protein. You're going to learn about spike proteins today, what they are and and how those who got the jab can correct it possibly. Thank you for joining me this morning. I know why you came here to roll some joints and get high, right? You want to get high on rolling some joints, and that's what we do. Not the, not the paper kind, but these joints that keep us alive and mobile and moving. So we want to start by uh, rolling our neck around as we usually do, rolling our neck around to loosen up the, uh, the joints and muscles in the neck. If you've been sleeping all night in one position, those muscles might be stiff. So that's where we're going to start. And then we're going to roll our shoulders back and forward. And um, after that, we'll get on our back, kick our legs up, and start on the ankles and the wrists and then go to the knees and the elbows. And then lastly, we'll be on our side, rolling our leg around to lubricate our hip joints. That's what we do here every morning at Health and Wellbeing with Yada. Thank you for joining me because together, collectively, this is how the sick care system falls starting with us, is that we take better care of ourselves and we don't need them. Uh, because they have been so damaging to the population in so many ways. But let's just say this, the emergency rooms in the United States are probably the best in the world. I cannot deny that that part of the medical system is probably the best. When you have an emergency, those people usually are trained really well in the emergency room uh, to take you out of your chronic situation, uh, chaotic situation, but we don't want to stay in the emergency room. In fact, we don't want to stay in emergency mode, period. We want to be fully present, conscious, responding to every circumstance in our life with joy, with wisdom, and compassion. That's what this world needs, and that's what this song, Time for Healing, is all about. I love this song. And that Time for Healing is a song that reminds us of where we are even today in our journey on this planet and how we can make a difference with love. Loving ourselves first and foremost, that's what we do, that's what we do. Love, love, love is the key, the solution for everything. And many have a hard time practicing that because they don't love themselves. But here we're going to promote love, self-love, unconditional love. That's what we start with, unconditional love. No matter how I look, no matter how I feel, I'm going to love me. So let's put some music on and let's start rolling this neck around and creating a more powerful body, mind, and soul. Let's do this.
And let's come back to a sitting position. Here we are. We're back already. And let's rub our hands together and one more time. Let's give the rest of our body a little love by first putting your hands on the back of your neck, squeezing and releasing. That gives your vagus nerve a little wake-up call. Breathe in, squeeze, and release. Let go. Breathe in, squeeze, and release. Let go. One more time. Let's breathe in, squeeze the back of that neck. Give all those nerves a love message. Waking up, waking up, waking up, and exhale and release. And let's just pat our shoulders and down our arms, letting the rest of our body know we love, love, love you. Under the arm, give that lymphatic point a, a good pat there. Other arm, pat down, up underneath, love, love, love. Tap on the middle of the chest at your thymus gland, waking that up to be your immune booster. Immune booster, pat around the breast, squeeze the breast, loving the breast, underneath the breast, and especially around your navel. Give your navel, your microbiome points a little love energy circulating and go the other direction around the navel. And let's not forget the back of right here is where your kidneys and your adrenal glands are. They do a lot of work, so let's give those kidneys and adrenal glands some love. Pat down, pat down. Loving, give them a little rub there. Energy, love energy. I love you, kidneys. Thank you, thank you, sir. All the work you're doing, adrenal glands, thank you, thank you for helping me manage all the stress in my life. And let's just pat down our legs, give our legs a little pat, and all the way down to the toes, squeeze those toes, pat the legs up and down, up and down, and we have done the whole body fly. First, love yourself. That's called whole body fly. And we are ready to get into the studio. And let's talk about this secure system that's falling. And you are rising. You and me, we're rising to take better charge, more take charge of our health and move forward in this year of divine purpose and energy. So I'm going to move my... Give you a view of my flowers that are just taken off up on my ceiling. And we're back in the studio with my dad and my chocolate chart. Let's see. Here we are. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me this morning on May 12th. This is a six, I believe. Number six is circulating around in the universe of May 12, 2023. So it's all good. Six is a number of three plus three, and three is always triangle message. We are becoming one. We're all becoming one as we raise our consciousness and, and create circumstances that bless us, that prosper us, and that improve our health. So today, 
once again, I'm bringing in um, Dr. Sunil Dahan. Dr. Sunil Duhan is a very conscious medical professional, and he is so bold and courageous. I don't know how he gets away with his boldness on YouTube, but he does. And so he's one of the people I follow on YouTube. And the people that I follow on YouTube are all bringing a message of truth, love, wisdom, consciousness. So I share these with you that you may grow in that same truth and consciousness. So today, Dr. Sunil brings us up to date on what's happening, uh, what's happened in the medical, in the government, medical system, whatever. And he talked about the resignation of the CDC director this week. I, I couldn't. I was. I was shocked at how how bold he was, really, uh, in the process. But you should hear his analysis of what this person has been spewing for the last three years and why the sick care system has to fall, because she is uh, one of the the characters or the players who worked hard to deceive and lie. So we want to. I'm going to start off with his analysis of uh, the CDC director resigning, so that we can all just get um, get a feel of the atmosphere we're in right now with the the people who deceived and lied in the last few years who now are being moved off the stage, and we don't know who's going to replace them. But Dr. Sunil is going to give you. Uh, a wake-up call on why this is such a good thing and what what this person brought to the stage. It's important that we re- recognize the evil and the people who played the role of the, of the uh, liars and deceivers and why we can now move forward out of this system because, and recognize, more than anything, let us recognize uh, what these people have done and how we can be more aware, let's see, let me find a video for you, how we can be more aware in the future to recognize these energies and, and to, listen to, to listen to these people who are not lying. So here's, um, we're going to play Dr. Sunil here, Dahan, talking about the resignation of the CD Center for Disease Control, uh, her reign has ended. Her lying reign has Hello ended. everyone, Dr. Sunil Dand, internal medicine physician. Welcome to another video. Many of you may have seen the news from the last few days that the CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, is resigning. She's resigning at the end of June. I don't know why she can't actually resign any sooner than that, but she's going to be in the position for, what, six or seven more weeks. And I'm not a fan of Dr. Walensky by any stretch of the imagination, and that is an understatement. I believe in her time as CDC director, she has helped to completely erode trust in the public health organization. It was already pretty bad, but trust levels have now sunk completely through the floor. And throughout her time in charge, she has consistently shown that she doesn't know how to critically appraise data. She has made exaggerations to suit the narrative. And yes, let's say it, let's call it what it is, downright lies. 
And that is not how a top doctor or public health official should conduct themselves. So needless to say, as far as I'm concerned, good riddance that she is leaving and it couldn't come soon enough for me. It is an important job and she has done a lot of damage in her position. So seeing as she is leaving, let's remind ourselves of all of these statements she has made during her time in charge, especially, of course, all of the statements related to the pandemic. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Really? The jab stops the virus? Now, I'm a physician, and I think of myself as a person of science. I never understood from the very beginning the logical reasoning behind how a jab would stop the virus from transmitting. I never understood this, and she was one of the people from the very beginning who was consistently saying that this was the case, that the jab would stop transmission. How on earth this was ever the case? How on earth anybody who was a doctor or a scientist thought that this would be possible? I will never understand. Um, well, you know, I think, I can tell you where I was when the CNN feed came, that it was 95% effective on the vaccine. So many of us wanted to be hopeful. So many of us wanted to say, okay, this is our ticket out, right? Now we're done. Um, so I think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um, for some good things that came our way. I, I really do. I, I think all of us wanted this to be done. Nobody said waning when, when you know, mm -hmm. oh, this vaccine's gonna work. Oh, well, <laughs> maybe it'll work, it'll wear off. Um, nobody said, well, what if the next variant doesn't, it doesn't, it's not as potent against the next variant. Oh, really, a top doctor, someone in a top position, gets their information from a CNN headline. What happened to the good old-fashioned way of people in medicine and science actually reading journal articles, spending the, what, 20 minutes it takes to read a journal article, to critically think, to break down data themselves? and not go on a headline from a TV station that is sponsored by a big pharmaceutical company. Um, this is a really important point, and that is the guidance that we released on Thursday is about individuals and what individuals are at risk of doing if they are not vaccinated. If they're vaccinated, they are safe. If they are not vaccinated, they are not safe. They should still be wearing a mask or, better yet, get vaccinated. We also need to say that this is not permission for widespread removal of masks. For those who are vaccinated, it may take some time for them to feel comfortable removing their masks. Now, this is also something that has irked me from the very beginning. Where was the data? Where were the randomized control trials? I've seen some evidence recently, and it kind of goes the other way. Medicine and science is not there to cater to people's emotions. Show me the data. Show me the science on face coverings. I know many parents are enthusiastic and have been texting me, can't wait to get their children vaccinated. Um, I recognize that uh, there, some parents want to sort of see how it goes first, but I am encouraging all parents to get their children vaccinated. Some parents won't want to be first, but I'm also encouraging children to ask for the vaccine. Um, I, do, I have a 16-year-old myself, and I can tell you he wanted to get the vaccine. He wants his life back. These kids want to go back to school. They want to go back to the things they love. Really, it's important to target the younger, low-risk age groups. If this was the case, then why weren't other countries, which are also known for being highly educated with good healthcare systems, why were they not pushing as hard as the United States? Explain that to me. What's unique about the United States that they would want to push so hard in this low-risk age group? I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script. 
and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope, but right now I'm scared. Um, I know what it's like as a physician to stand in that patient room, gowned, gloved, masked, shielded, and to be the last person to touch someone else's loved one because their loved one couldn't be there. I know what it's like when you're the physician, when you're the healthcare provider, and you're worried that you don't have the resources to take care of the patients in front of you. I know that feeling of nausea when you read the crisis standards of care and you wonder whether there are going to be enough ventilators to go around and who's going to make that choice. Impending doom, that doesn't sound like a very doctor-like thing to say. To me, the physician should be the calm head. They should be stoic. They should be like the captain of the Titanic, even when times are bad. You are not there as a doctor to instill panic in your patients. But impending doom is not a very doctor-like term to use. So there's actually hope. We don't have data yet. We do know that the higher levels of protection, certainly in the alpha variant, um, resulted in less transmission. And we have not yet seen the data, but we are hopeful that the um, booster will not only protect you, give you a higher level of protection, not just against the Delta variant, but against a broad range of variants. But it might also decrease the level of virus that you have and make it less transmissible, if you happen to be a breakthrough. Is that really the case? Where's the evidence behind that? Boosters affecting transmissibility. I want to start with myocarditis, that rare heart inflammation. There are now more than 300 cases being investigated. Of course, that's out of millions of people who've been fully vaccinated. Is there enough evidence, though, now to officially confirm the link between the vaccines and this rare condition? Good morning, Wes. Thanks for having me. Um, we certainly are uh, looking at this carefully. We have an ACIP meeting that has been uh, scheduled for next week, and we are going to be uh, eager to look at the data uh, during that meeting. So here's a tip. If you're a doctor or any other medical professional, you take side effects and adverse events seriously. Remember, nothing is rare to the person who suffers it. I repeat, nothing is rare to the person who suffers it. This was an issue that was worrying a lot of people. Remember, in other countries, the jab was actually pulled from the market because of this concern. You don't have a meeting next week. You have a meeting now. This is extremely important and shows some empathy and compassion for people who may have suffered with a side effect. No matter what the numbers are, that's your duty as a physician. And let's not forget her unwavering support for mandates. Are you hoping that private companies, I know it's their decision, but are you hoping that private companies will follow suit? I am hoping that we will do everything to unify as a country to get more and more people vaccinated. And if that's one strategy in our toolbox, I'd be all for it. So let's see what happens next with Dr. Rochelle Walensky. My own suspicion is that she is going to take a very lucrative job in big industry, probably a big pharmaceutical company like lots of her predecessors have done. And that is how our system works, the revolving door between government and big corporations. It's absolutely terrible, but let's watch this space to see what happens next. And also remember this, although I'm very glad that she is leaving, that she's going to be gone for now from the public arena, let's remember what may happen next, because we have a clown establishment, we have buffoons in leadership positions across the board, but especially in medicine. And take as an example this statement from Dr. Ashish Jha, the White House Pandemic Coordinator. 
Rochelle Walensky has been an extraordinary leader and a terrific partner. She has done the critical work of launching major reforms to ensure we have an even more effective CDC. That is how out of touch our leadership is. So what may happen next? Well, I suspect that there's a fair chance that we may get a CDC director who is even worse, who's even more foolish, who has even less of an understanding of real evidence-based medicine, definitely no understanding of a focus on real health and well-being, and someone who may well even be more corrupted. So we have nothing to celebrate, but at least for now, Dr. Rochelle Walensky is out of the picture. Thanks everyone for listening. Let me know your thoughts down below. Check out my online course and my uncensored platform. Those links are down below. Remember, huge swathes of healthcare and medicine are completely corrupted. And one of the best things you can do for your health and your family's health is do your best to stay as healthy as possible. Make the right decisions every day so you stay away from mainstream medicine and doctors. Or at least you have the best possible chance of staying away from mainstream medicine and doctors. That would be my best advice for you. Thanks, everyone, again. Hit the like button if you like this video. Okay, as you can see, he's one of my favorite doctors to listen to. Called the system clowns and buffoon leadership. <laughs> I love it. Who does that? And more than ever, who can do that today on YouTube is amazing because they were censoring the heck out of that type of information in the past. So we can celebrate, celebrate, celebrate that we have people like Dr. Sunil Dahan saying, speaking what is the truth, what we all knew was that many of us knew was the truth. And now it's being spoken boldly, buffoonery and clowns in leadership and medical system, government and the media. Those are my three demons, government, media, and the medical sick care system. So we got to take a break. But think about um, this, what he said at the end. Don't be fooled. Uh, when they put a new person in uh, that position, the CDC director. We give an Academy Award to uh, Ms. Rochelle Walensky for her brilliant lying performance as a clown and buffoon. We listened to her for the last two or three years thinking that she was giving us the best advice, the truth, and uh, all, and looking out for the welfare of the public, not me, but many of us. <clears throat> And now it's all coming out, coming to light. Why? Because 2023 on another spiritual level is about divine revelation, divine help, uh, number seven, helping all of us to come out of the deception, the lies, and the propaganda and, and go right into uh, divine power, uh, empowerment, and, and good health. That's what we're doing this year, and I'm here to help you. As someone who's passionate about this, my dad back here taught me how to take care of my body with exercise and reading. And so I'm here every week to help you take charge of your health. That's what we're going to do this year more than ever. And today we're just going to reveal to you how this sick care system is falling apart because the lies just keep coming out in case you didn't know that's what's happening every day when you look at the news uh, on on YouTube more mainly. Don't look at the mainstream media because, as she said, Dr. Walensky was quoting CNN data. And who does that, as Dr. Sunil said? Who quotes – what doctor is quoting information from CNN? But that's how they were rolling. 
So let me take a break. I'm so excited that Dr. Sunil is on the case uh, exam pro, uh, commenting, and we're going to have more from Dr. Sunil about the end of the emergency pandemic uh, law that was put in place, what, three years ago. And we're gonna, she's going to tell us about the significance of that and how we move forward. Again, we're moving forward with power, empowering ourselves, and not be believing any more of the lies that we've heard over the past three years. So we'll be right back after the... Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, hosts John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listing. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, Go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato.
so excited um, to be alive in these days of transition. Things may seem chaotic sometimes, uh, if you, especially if you watch some of the news or just looking around. But these are exciting times, and I believe every one of you who tunes in to this show or the Female Solutions, we were born for such a time as this to make this transition a smoother, uh, uh, smoother event than it could be if we weren't consciously aware of what's going on. We're so ready, I think, to take on the challenges that we see before us. And especially with the Internet, we can be thankful that we are getting information. And the scriptures say knowledge will be increasing, increasing. Sometimes I want to do TMI, TMI, too much information. But going outside in nature and processing it all with nature as a, a foundation and a plumb line is always good to uh, assess all the circumstances around us in terms of what is nature doing? What are the birds doing today? What's the tree doing today? Oh, my goodness, sitting on the beach, my favorite thing to do and watch and listen to waves and sun. I, on my uh, Facebook page, I did a live of the sun rising. Best thing in the world to do to calm and balance your energy, especially with chaotic times like this. So I don't know how many of you know, but the emergency Federal pandemic emergency, uh, whatever, ended uh, yesterday, I believe. Ah, and Dr. Sunil has another great analysis of what this means. It's like, never again, never again. We know what happened, and now we're going to look at it in hindsight and say, now what do we Hello, everyone. Dr. Sunil Dand, internal medicine physician. Welcome to another video. Today is May the 11th, and it is a historic day in the United States. It is officially the end of the Federal Pandemic Emergency Response, May the 11th, 2023, after all this time. Now, of course, for most people, life has been completely back to normal for some time. But this officially ending now will mean that the last remaining parts of the emergency response, whether they pertain to certain mandates, whether they pertain to other rules like face coverings in healthcare facilities, will go. I know lots of the country is past this, but many parts of the United States, including the Northeast, still have a lot of these emergency measures in place. So seeing as this is a historic day, let's think back to all of the things that have happened over the last three and something years. What is it, three years and two months or so since we were first told that it was two weeks to flatten the curve. You all remember that, two weeks to flatten the curve. And the crazy thing is, when all of these measures were first introduced in March, April 2020, the reality was that this virus had already been spreading like wildfire for a few months. The cat was already out of the bag by the time we introduced all of these measures. Who would have guessed at that time that all of the subsequent things that happened were going to happen? Who would have guessed it? Certainly, I wouldn't have guessed that all of the restrictions and measures went to the extent that they did. None of us who lived through these events, which is basically all of us, everybody listening, will ever forget the last three years and two months and all of the things that happened, supposedly in the name of taking care of people's health and following the science. So seeing as this is a historic day, the end of the pandemic emergency in the United States, Let's remind ourselves about all of the things that happened, from the unnecessarily 
harsh and cruel restrictions on individuals' lives, the closures, the school closures, who can forget that? Devastating the lives of our youngest citizens for an unnecessarily prolonged time. Businesses shut down. Many of those businesses never came back. Then we had all of the medical and even psychiatric problems that resulted from lockdowns and restrictions. Explosion in mental health disorders, other issues including addiction and physical diseases as well like heart disease and type 2 diabetes as a result of people changing their lifestyles. All of those things happened. Then of course, we had medical coercion to take a medical therapeutic. Millions of people affected. Many of them faced the threat of job losses. Medical coercion is unethical. What about the mass censorship via big tech, supposedly in a free country? People dying alone in hospital. What a crime against humanity. What a harsh, cruel, terrible thing to happen totally unnecessary. That could have easily been worked out. Nobody should have died alone during that time. Look at the craziness, all of these things that happened in the last three years and two months. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should have done nothing whatsoever. I'm actually a physician who has worked at the front lines the whole time. I've seen probably thousands of patients by now with the virus. I've worked in different hospitals in different states. What I am saying is that when we needed calm, rational leadership, we did not have any. We responded in an excessive, panicky, emotional way, led by social media, led by the 24-7 news cycle, when what we did need was calm, stoic leadership, responding to things rationally, not emotionally, and telling people the truth, not working to instill panic in everybody. We had the wrong leaders in charge and the wrong medical people leading our response. But let's get to what this was really all about because as with any major situation in human history, you will always have the bad actors and the profiteers who roll in and take advantage of the situation because the last three years was probably the biggest power and money grab in the whole of human history. Billions and billions of dollars have been made so many people have enriched themselves from big corporations, big technology, medical device companies, and of course, big pharmaceutical companies who have probably made the most profitable product in the whole of medical history right there in the last three years. Do you think any single one of them who has made so much money wakes up wishing that this pandemic never happened with all of their second homes bought in exotic locations. Come on, what do you think the last three years was really all about for these people? Why would they have wanted it any other way? And they had a tremendous motivation to keep the pandemic going on for as long as possible. So let's now have a five second moment of silence to remember the craziness of the last few years and all of the quote unquote collateral damage. Deep breath, deep breath. And exhale, because exhale, yes, exhale. we must remember to never allow this to happen again. Never again will we allow ourselves to collectively give so much power to people with an authoritarian streak, whether that be big government, public health officials, and yes, 
a lot of doctors and scientists who quite frankly get a kick out of the power and control that they were given. They cannot be allowed again to control a pandemic response. No way. Preferably get these people out of responding to anything because they clearly have no respect for liberty, for understanding individual rights, and for really taking into account the whole picture. They also are very corrupted, many of them. I leave you with this quote from none other than Benjamin Franklin. Those who would sacrifice their essential liberty for temporary security deserve neither liberty or security. There you go, a very powerful quote from Benjamin Franklin, one of our founding fathers, a great man. In fact, if you're looking for a book of very wise quotes, look no further than quotes from Benjamin Franklin. They don't make them like that anymore. People like our founding fathers, other great people of history, our modern day cowardly leaders could not hold a candle up to these people. In fact, it's because of these great people of old, including our founding fathers, that we have a constitution and we have protections, protections that our modern day leaders would have gladly taken away from us. But thankfully, we still have the constitution in place. So let us again say, never again. On this historic day, May the 11th, 2023, the federal response to the pandemic, the emergency response is officially over. Thanks everyone for listening. Let me know your thoughts down below. Check out my online course and my... Officially, the emergency pandemic law rule is over, but we know those of us who are still watching uh, in the ble- in the uh, balcony, we know they've got another plan working. Uh, if you if you listen to some of the reports from the Bill Gates Foundation and uh, the Biden administration, they're preparing for for some other event. But I hope now that we are all wiser and making better choices. Um, I know for me um, during the um, the last three years, I I took a test that determined that I, quote, had COVID or the virus. And so I was in a, a, an environment that was so much fear going on. Uh, I was living in, a, in an environment where people were afraid of what was going to happen and always were. So I think more than anything, the fear generates um, the response of the body. And so I was um, taking what they call monoclonal antibodies uh, during that time, or I took monoclonal antibodies, which were being offered by our governor in Florida. And so uh, many people were, and this was free, actually. The governor of Florida was so concerned about the number of people who were getting sick and dying that he offered a free therapy called monoclonal therapy, uh, antibody. So uh, myself, along with actually took this therapy, and one person that was very, who was very popular in uh, the uh, blog talk or platform, radio platform, is Joe Rogan. Now, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, this guy has millions, probably over 6 million followers on his platform. He was... Uh, he, he left YouTube because he was too controversial. During the pandemic, he had all types of alternative doctors on his show speaking the truth, talking about monoclonal therapy and uh, um, 
uh, ivermectin. Ivermectin is one of those uh, therapies that got uh, demonized. And I want you to hear what happened to him because it's similar to what happened to uh, many people who were doing alternative therapies and uh, they were demonized or they were lied about. And his reaction kind of explains uh, why a lot of people are pissed off uh, in terms of what the media and the government was doing to those who were seeking to overcome this situation in a more natural way. But here's just a quick clip on Joe Rogan's blistering response to the media. So, and especially I want to say that the media, the government, and the medical system are the three um, um, three platforms that we can look at that the sick care system is falling of all the lies that were perpetrated and promoted. But now we're seeing that being turned around at, for good for the good of this country and for those of us who are conscious. So here's a quick clip on Joe Rogan and what happened to him as he came out with COVID and what he was doing and all the crucifixion that happened or the criticism and that happened because of his choice to uh, take alternative therapies. Hey guys, I'm out of the country, but we didn't want to leave you hanging with no good news. So here's something positive that happened. What disturbs the out of me is that after I got better, CNN, MSNBC, all these mainstream news things are mocking me for taking horse medication. They're saying, he took horse medication. He took horse dewormer. Like literally taking a drug that's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Literally taking a drug that's been prescribed billions of times. Taking a drug from, that was invented by the guy who won the Nobel Prize for inventing that drug has one of the best safety profiles of any known drug, but it's generic, and it's cheap. It was real cheap. And I didn't just take that. I listed a bunch of other things I took. Z-Pak, monoclonal antibodies. Uh, I had IV vitamin infusions multiple days in a row. I got better quick. Nobody cared that I got better quick. All they cared was I didn't get vaccinated. What's the best way to shame him? Let's point to this one thing that he took and mock this person for taking this foolish medication. They even changed the color of my face on CNN. They put my, I put a video up of me saying that I had to cancel shows. Dave Chappelle and I had a big concert coming up that weekend, and I said we have to postpone it because I have COVID. But I, in the video, I was like, I feel fine. I had COVID three days ago. I had one bad day. The second day, I felt pretty good. Today, I feel great. And all they wanted to talk about, like constantly, every hour, was me taking horse dewormer. It was in Rolling Stone. It was in all these things. Horse de- Rolling Stone had an article, gunshot victims are waiting in line to get to the hospital because so many people are overdosing from horse dewormer. 100% horseshit Lord. printed in the Rolling Stone. Not only that, but they used an image. This is Oklahoma. They used an image. This is supposedly in the summer that this was happening. They used an image of a bunch of people waiting in line wearing winter coats. Because that wasn't from that. That was from, the, I believe they were waiting in line to get vaccinated for the flu. It was another stock photograph that they used of people waiting in line at the hospital. It had nothing to do with horse dewormer. This was tweeted by Rachel Maddow, 
This was tweeted by many online prominent influencers and journalists. Like, look at these fools taking this horse dewormer. And it wasn't until I read uh, Robert Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci, that I got a sense that this is a playbook that they have used forever. They offer one solution. This one solution is patented. This one solution is controlled by these pharmaceutical companies, and it's very expensive, and they make a fuckload of money from it. Whereas anything that's off-label, anything that's generic, is dismissed. They rig the test to make it look like it, like they'll give you far more, in, like what they did with hydroxychloroquine. To me, I don't even want to go into this. You can read it in the book. But my whole journey on this is like, first of all, how did I find myself in this, right? I'm a comedian and a cage-fighting commentator. How am I having these dis- – how, how am I on CNN all the time? And all, all they're doing is mocking a medication that I took very deceptively. No, out-and-out lying, not just deceptively, just out-and-out lying, saying that I took veterinary medicine. It was so strange. It was so strange to be in the center of that. And also to be someone who got over it very quickly, where there was no discussion. There was no like, hey, Joe Rogan got over this really quickly. What is he doing differently than most people that, that had COVID and had terrible outcomes? There was none of that. There was no real concern. Like, hey, is he doing something that we could all do? Maybe some people like Aaron Rodgers, who is allergic to one of the key uh, components of the mRNA vaccine. He literally is allergic to it. If he takes it, it could be bad for him. So isn't there something those people can do? It wasn't even that. It was just mockery and shame. And it was also a, a very distorted understanding of the actual landscape. They thought they were CNN, and CNN was huge. CNN is the news. CNN is a gigantic corporation. They have a big building, a whole deal, giant sign. They didn't understand that this podcast is ten times larger than them. And it was exposed during that whole thing, where they just made this terrible chess move. They just ran out in the middle with their king. And that, that's how I found myself in the middle of all this. So Joe Rogan, as he said, has more people listening to him than CNN, a major uh, media uh, TV uh, production and that, and if you just listen to that four minutes of Joe Rogan, I have listened to uh, interviews that he's done for three hours. He did an interview with a holistic psychologist. Um, they, I forget her name, but for three hours he carried on a conversation with this woman, and I was totally fascinated at all the knowledge and the information that came out. So you can see why someone like Joe Rogan would be uh, upset that he was so um, criticized from the gov- from the media. This was a media uh, attack uh, because everyone was calling ivermectin horse dewormer. Now, I did a show on ivermectin, which is a great, um, great uh, prescription product that is, guess what it does? It kills parasites. The information I found in my research was ivermectin was created from a fungus um, that a man found and what his experiment showed that it was killing parasites. This, as he let this fungus ferment and this bacteria ferment, what it did was got rid of the parasites in his patients. 
So that's how ivermectin started. Ivermectin is actually sold over the counter in some countries. But in the Estados Unidos, where we live, uh, people demonized it, horse dewormer. Yeah, it's a horse dewormer because that's how popular this ivermectin became and is uh, and continues to be for those who, and I took it for a period of time along with the monoclonal therapy. I had access to all kinds of alternative. I certainly wasn't going to take the jab, but I had access to all kinds of alternative treatments as I lived in a fear environment. So um, that's what I believe was the major contributor was the fear. So we've got to take another break. When we come back, uh, we need to jump into the side effects of the jab that people are suffering with now who are still alive at least. Uh, and that one of those is what's called spike protein. And there are lots of uh, YouTube videos on how to overcome the spike protein. So I want to share some of those, a couple of those with you. And there is the uh, an audio that I want to sh- share about the first autopsy that was done on um, jab death. People uh, who died from vac- jab death, they have done the first full autopsy, and you want to know what they discovered. At least I did. And I'll share a little bit of that. It's a long audio, but I won't play the full thing. And then we just want to get into um, solutions on how we overcome the last three years of twilight zone, I've called it. Uh, and we can do that because we have all this information now, uh, which is great. And we don't have to suffer as much if we don't buy into the fear. So we'll be right back after these messages. Don't go away. Are you constantly arguing with your spouse? Are your children misbehaving and acting out? Is someone in your family abusing drugs? Have you been the victim of domestic violence? Are you grieving over the loss of a loved one? Let us help you restore serenity to your life. At Serenity Family Social Services, we understand that good mental health is a result of emotional well-being. Our goal is to assist you and your family in removing emotional distress and restoring harmony and balance to your lives. We offer individual, couples, and family counseling. I'm Howard Williams, CEO of Serenity Family Social Services. Call us today at 312-315-4820. That's 312-315-4820. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship of Joy. Thank you for joining me this morning. If you have a question or comment, press 1 if you're in the studio here at femalesolution.com. And if you're on Facebook, um, we do have one comment there. Naima Latif, our executive producer, is on Facebook with us. And she says, Grand Rising, beautiful teacher, I wonder if any of the people who were manipulated to live in fear of death from the pandemic realized that it was all declared to be over when the financial goal of selling injections was met? Ah, that's a good question. How many of you realize that uh, there is so much money made from the last three years of the Twilight Zone that um, now they put an end to it, May 11th? I think they decided um, a while back when this would end, but... um, yeah, they, they had a goal, the elites and the psychopaths and the buffoons and the clowns in our leadership had a goal uh, probably to reach a certain dollar amount. And now it's up to us to punish them. Punish them how? By letting the system fall, by not using, by buying into this system anymore. Uh, in fact, uh, there is um, one of the reasons why we don't want to buy into it uh, is because of the side effects uh, from this medis- medical procedure, the jab that was pushed, and now people are suffering in large numbers with heart myocarditis and death and protein. So here's a little information about the spike protein, which is um, a big concern now. For those who had the jab, they discovered this protein in the blood. And here's just one way how the spike protein is affecting the bifidobacteria. This important microbe is this is dropping in patients pre and post vaccination. So then I started like asking myself, wait a minute, what's going on here? World-renowned microbiome researcher Dr. Sabine Hassan has published some deeply concerning research on how spike protein affects the gut microbiome. Her research provides precious insight into why many people may experience severe decline in gut health after getting shot with the mRNA. And for many people, this still persists to this day. This is Elia from EO Nutrition, and in today's video, we'll look at exactly what she found and what you can potentially do about that. The bifidobacteria, this important microbe, is, this, is dropping in patients pre- and post-vaccination. So then I started like asking myself, wait a minute, what's going on here? What we noticed is in four patients that we followed, which were amazing shape, 
you know, we followed them for um, 90 days, and then next thing you know, um, their bifidobacteria dropped to like zero, from like a million to like zero. So it kept persisting. So there was a persistence in the damage, and not only 90 days, but six months, nine months later. So for those who don't know, bifidobacteria is one of the key species of microbes which populate the human gut. They're one of the first to colonize the GI tract of the newborn infant and play central roles in building the immune system and contributing to overall health. Gut dysbiosis featuring low bifidobacteria is associated with a vast array of health problems, ranging from obesity, psychiatric conditions, autoimmunity, and even cancer. You've got your microbiome this way before, and you've got it after, and it's the same patient, and only a certain group of microbes are getting killed, you got to pay attention. Just reference, her original findings can be found in this paper published here, and you can see the drastic decline in bifidobacteria in this specific graph. So then, you know, 10, 20, 30, 34 patients later, we're seeing this, you know, killing of the bifidobacteria. Once again, you can also see the results for 34 of the patients here, and the results are laid out in this graph. And just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it turns out that babies are also affected. These are babies who have not had the jab. They've not been shot with the mRNA, but they are uh, showing low bifidobacteria levels. In fact, some have zero bifidobacteria simply because they've been breastfeeding of mothers who had the shot. As it happens, mRNA was indeed found in breast milk after receiving the shot. And we can speculate that since the body makes spike protein potentially indefinitely in some people after having the shot, then this could be going into the breast milk on an ongoing basis. And then as we were looking at the microbiome of newborns um, to mothers who were breastfeeding, we started noticing that there's no bifidobacteria in those newborns. So we asked ourselves, well, I mean, because newborns are supposed to have a ton of bifidobacteria, right? 90% of the microbiome of babies is bifidobacteria. So we said, well, how come these babies born to moms that are breastfeeding that were vaccinated have zero bifidobacteria? Is the spike protein going to the breast milk, into the baby's gut, and killing whatever the baby's trying to build? Her team also found striking correlations between bifidobacteria levels and the severity of infection. She believes that bifidobacteria is so essential to help the body protect against inflammation because it essentially sucks it up into the gut from the body, getting rid of all those inflammatory cytokines and carries them into the toilet. Now at this point, it's important to bear in mind that there is research showing that people who didn't get the shot but just got the viral infection, their microbiome also seems to have changed to some extent. So this depletion of certain microbes, beneficial microbes such as bifidobacteria, may also be applicable for people who have long uh, viral syndrome or post-viral syndrome and who didn't actually get the vaccine. So according to Dr. Hassan, it can be very difficult to replenish bifidobacteria once it's been lost. She's a specialist in this area and focuses on using fecal microbial transplants and claims that they can be very effective in certain people. I've also seen that she's recommended uh, oral probiotics, vitamin D, and vitamin C. Now, unfortunately, FMT is not available for most people. Uh, so digging into the research, it, it seems that there are quite a few ways in which someone can try to boost their own bifidobacteria levels. First up, oral probiotics are probably a very good baseline. However, there is some confusion or speculation 
whether when you take live probiotics, if they even survive the stomach acid or not. The idea is they're meant to make their way all the way down into the large intestine, but they have to go all throughout the upper GI tract first, and there's a chance that they'll be degraded. I don't know whether that's necessarily true or not, but it does seem as though there's one potential solution to this that has been known for several years. This is using a different type of probiotic, not technically a live bacteria, but what is called a spore-forming probiotic. You may have heard of these. There are several companies who make these at the moment. Uh, Well-known ones are Bacillus coagulans, Bacillus subtilis. And essentially what they do is they remain in this spore form throughout the upper GI system until they get into the colon where they open up and they start kind of proliferating. Now what they do there is they effectively set the stage for other microbes to start growing. So they have been shown to improve the growth and colonization of bifidobacteria, although they're not directly providing bifidobacteria. Secondly, another way is to potentially bypass the upper GI system as a whole and go the back route. This is by using probiotic enemas. Now, there's not that much research on this. However, there have been a couple of interesting reports. There was one report using bifidobacteria in an enema uh, to treat a condition called um, necrotizing enterocolitis. Likewise, lactobacilli has been used um, for ulcerative colitis, which is an inflammatory bowel disease. Again, with purportedly very good results. Now, I have recommended these in the past to people I've worked with, but in this video, I'm not going to recommend any recipe or anything like that. You can simply go online, just type in probiotic enema recipe. It gives you uh, ideas how to make it, which uh, probiotics to use, what other ingredients to use, and exactly how to do that. Finally, the research also shows that using prebiotic fibers, in other words, uh, undigestible fibers, which can be used um, as a food source to promote the growth of certain microbes in the gut. Uh, these can be very useful for promoting the growth of bifidobacteria. Two things which come to mind are inulin and fructooligosaccharides. Um, other types of uh, probiotic fibers, again, this is not my speciality, but there is a lot of information online about this. Here are a couple of studies which showed a pretty substantial increase in bifido levels. And finally, it's unclear whether consuming uh, fermented foods are going to enhance bifidobacteria or not. It's difficult to say simply because it's difficult to know whether those foods contain bifidobacteria or not. Some people claim that they do, and yet when they're tested, they don't. Certain types of fermented milk products, such as kefir, uh, they've been shown to increase the levels of bifidobacteria. But again, it would be finding the right brand and something that has been substantially tested to make sure that bifido is actually in there. And so sorry, I can't be more specific on everything. Again, the microbiome isn't really my area of expertise. It's not really my area of research, but I find this fascinating. And this particular piece of information could very much help to explain some of the things that we're seeing among people who receive the shot and are dealing with the long-term consequences of that. They've not been able to regain their digestive health and they're suffering systemic effects because of that right now as we speak so um take a look into this information i highly recommend looking okay as this guy points out he's not the expert you're the expert you know your body better than anyone and i have spoken uh, many times about the microbiome on this show which is like your army it's the body's army how why do i say that because if you've been listening to this show or doing your own research, you know that you have more uh, microbiome cells in your body than you have cells overall in your body. Your microbiome consists of trillions of 
bacteria, yes, viruses and fungus that are like your army. So over the past three years, we have been bombarded with elements that destroy the microbiome. Fear, number one. Emotions affect your microbiome. Sugar affects your microbiome. I'm sure over the last three years we've had more sugar addicts develop because of the discomfort that we were all in and we went to, what, donuts and uh, chocolate and all the other comfort foods that have sugar. Sugar destroys your microbiome along with what? Number one, drugs. Prescription drugs destroy the microbiome. So what did we get? We got jabs introduced into the fear-mongering, and uh, many people today are suffering from submitting to the propaganda promoted by the likes of Jesse Jackson and Roland Martin and many other characters on the scene. Yeah, take the jab, take the jab, take the jab. We got we had songs. So now we can overcome this. As I played with uh, many times, uh, in fact, I'm going to play this one more time about your gut microbiome, uh, how important it is and how you can recover. Uh, and again, I'm not a physician, I'm not a doctor, and this show is not intended to replace any advice you may be receiving from your, quote, Dr. MD. If you have a chronic or acute health condition that you have been unable to resolve, please, please see your trusted health professional. Now, that disclaimer uh, gives you the freedom to turn this off and go and find a health professional or stay with me and listen to uh, the research and the, the information that is here for you to make wise decisions about your health. And one thing I played before is information about your gut microbiome. That's one of the key areas you can target if you did take the jab, and you can go and find um, probiotics to reestablish your army. Your army is at work still. And guess what? The brain, there is a brain-gut connection. So the more you meditating in nature and getting answers, there's an answer for every question we have as humans, I believe. You have a question, how do I get my body back in balance if I took the jab? Go out and sit next to a tree. Close your eyes. Breathe. Ask that question in your mind. The answer will come to you. The solutions are all around us. Walk barefoot on the ground. Get grounded. Mama AZ, I believe, is out there in nature grounding herself and getting the benefits of being in the dirt. And um, then there's uh, an, another uh, part of the gut microbiome that I want to just share with you right now. Our bodies are home to over 100 trillion microorganisms. These microorganisms are found everywhere and make up microbiomes. Over the course of evolution, microbes have evolved with us and have an important role in the human body. Without our microbiome, we wouldn't be able to survive. Microorganisms live all over the body, but have the highest density and diversity within the gastrointestinal tract. The gut microbiome is vital for digestion and helps us break down complex carbohydrates, such as starch from potatoes and cereals, and fiber from fruits and vegetables. The microbiome also helps provide vitamins and minerals needed to survive. 
As well as aiding in digestion, the gut microbiome is thought to play an important role in protecting against disease. Stomachs with a healthy microbiome are thought to be so diverse that when pathogenic bacteria are present, such as Helicobacter pylori which causes stomach ulcers, they aren't able to thrive and cause disease. Studies have also linked a diverse microbiome to improved heart and brain health, weight control, reduced blood sugar levels and a lower risk of diabetes. An imbalance of microorganisms in the gut is known as microbial dysbiosis. A gut with reduced microbial diversity may make it more susceptible to infection. The microbiome has also been linked to the nervous system and mental health. An inefficient digestive system has been associated with an over or under stimulation of nerves carrying information from the stomach to the brain and could be linked to a range of conditions including depression and anxiety. It is thought that the microbiome is essential to your well-being and there are ways to promote a diverse gut microbiota. Eating a varied diet, not using unnecessary antibiotics and spending more time outdoors are a few ways to promote and maintain a healthy gut. Antibiotics, again, that's another drug that destroys your microbiome. And in the last three years and even ongoing, we still have this push for a jab, a chemical, that uh, the sick care system thinks is the solution to a virus that's part of your microbiome system. Now, let's just process that. If you haven't already we can process all that misinformation and the lies from the sick care system that has created now myocarditis and a sick um, microbiome system. Uh, and, and the key is to understand how this microbiome system works. It is your army that's communicating from the brain. The brain is actually sending messages guess what, through the vagus nerve. Remember, we do every morning, if you're with me every morning on joint rolling, we do every morning a stimulation of the vagus nerve. We take our hands, rub those hands together, create heat energy, heat, heat, heat energy, and we put these hands on the back of the neck, squeeze and release. Now, when I did that, I can feel the energy going to my toes, actually. I can feel tingling going down my legs into my toes. That is part of the neurological system called the um, vagus nerve that runs from the gut, from the brain to the gut that sends messages when we are perceiving in our environment the need for messages to go to the gut, create more microbiome, create more bacteria, more viruses. Viruses are there to help us balance this whole ecosystem within us called microbiome system. So what the sick care system did is created a war. They went to war. They went to war against our microbiome army, right? That's what I, how I see it, is the, the uh, CDC, along with Ms. Uh, Rochelle Walensky, uh, put on a show, a, pla a, uh, a great um, play of sorts to introduce a virus enemy the CD, the coronavirus, we, we didn't even hear about the coronavirus after a while. It was all about um, COVID, COVID, uh, which stood for something like virus ID or vaccination ID. They, they, they transformed 
the whole COVID uh, coronavirus message into a full propaganda program to deceive, lie, and kill the army of our microbiome system. And today, because we have so much information about what happened, we can now turn from this big care system and put all our energy into fly. First, love yourself, unconditional love. We no longer have to have a relationship with a system that seeks to destroy our microbiome, which is a big part of who we are. And on Sunday, if you go back uh, to my Sunday show, Soul Purpose Healing, I talked about uh, ending the relationships we've had with systems that trying to destroy us, that have been trying to destroy us. And the importance of balancing uh, our hormones and getting away from the system, the true cost of freedom from relationships, especially with a sick care system that has tried to destroy us. And many of us know, you might think it's a conspiracy theory, but they're trying, the elite, let's not say they, the elite psychopathic buffoons and clowns that are in our leadership positions have been trying to reduce the population. Why? Because it's too many people. We can't control them. That's part of the reasoning. So when we have this information and this knowledge, what do we do with it? We take charge. We're taking our sovereignty back. We're taking charge now. Thank you. Thank you for the three years of Twilight Zone entertainment with starring Rochelle Walensky, who gets an Academy Award, among others, in the plan, Biden and all the, the, the buffoons in the, plan, in the show, and now we're waking up. And we can overcome the spike protein. I believe we can overcome. I'm not a doctor. But when you hear that the main damage this protein does to the body is destroy your microbiome, here are the main uh, defense um, mechanisms. Number one, the brain. The brain needs to be healthy to meditate, to direct the body to breathe deeply, send more oxygen, more oxygen to your microbiome. It needs more oxygen. If you're walking around and you're not breathing deeply all day long, you don't wake up breathing deeply, then your microbiome is affected by that. So breathing deeply, especially through stressful situations, not creating more stress hormones. Stress hormones disrupt your microbiome. So not creating more stress hormones by going into fear, fear, fear. Oh, my goodness, they're going to kill us. Oh, my goodness, I have to be afraid. I have to worry. No, 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 we don't want to do that. That is the energy that disrupts the microbiome. What is the most favorable emotional energy that in thri- helps the microbiome thrive is love, love for self, unconditional love. Looking in the mirror every day, every morning, and say, oh, you are beautiful. Oh, I love you. I love you. You're beautiful. Nobody else tells you that. You got to tell yourself. And that emotion of loving yourself is what helps your microbiome smile and grow and thrive because love is the most powerful energy in the universe. It is the vibration along with enlightenment and peace and joy 
that will bring the body back into balance. Homeostasis is what it's called. And if we can together collectively support one another in this new adventure of leaving the sick care drug system, because the sick care system, the allopathic system that we all grew up in was about going to see a doctor and getting a prescription, which what does the prescription do? Destroy your microbiome. All drugs, all prescription drugs, do your research, all prescription drugs destroy or upset your army. Yes, the living army inside of us, the micro, the viruses, the bacteria, and the fungus. And that's one of the reasons mushrooms are becoming so popular. People are making mushroom powders, mushroom drinks, mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. There's a great um, documentary, uh, I believe, on Netflix about mushrooms and the symbiotic relationship that mushrooms have with the whole planet. They're the, the growth of these mushrooms out of planet Earth are so healing and so therapeutic that people are talking about and making new products from the little mushrooms. Mushrooms, uh, fermented foods have always been uh, some of the best medicine, especially in the Native American community. Native Americans, our grandparents used to uh, can food and let it ferment. And then uh, that was our food for the winter is when we were in a, a, a very simple environment. What were they eating? Fermented foods like sauerkraut, yogurt. Uh, they were fermenting milk back in the day. We still have these great foods available to us to reestablish, to strengthen our micro. And then, of course, there's sugar. Sugar came along and it started destroying our health. That's why comorbidities were the major uh, observation of sickness that was killing people during COVID. People who already had diabetes or cancer or heart disease, they're the ones who left the planet first during um, the my, during the COVID, the corona twilight zone, because their bodies were already weak and more than likely very few strong microbiomes and army working for them. I'm willing to bet that anyone who has was diagnosed with diabetes or heart disease or cancer, any of those, they had a very weak microbiome system. So now we are so educated, so aware, so conscious now of what it takes to have a strong army in our guts and a mind a mind that works with the microbiome through our vagus nerve. Love, love, love. Squeeze on that neck, the back of that neck. Love, love, love. Sunshine. All these wonderful things from nature help us overcome spike proteins and any other damage that we have we chose to input up, put in our body. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Do you have a sugar addiction? Got to get over it if you want to have health or and or get your emotions to a place where you don't need the sugar. Most people using sugar because, I'll tell you, I observe with my own family the sugar addiction because their gut is out of balance. When your gut is full of things like candida, which is a fungus, you're going to be craving sugar. 
So candida, which I had throughout my whole body about 30, 40 years ago, I had candida in my whole body, and an, a vitamin C IV got rid of it for the most part. And then it's a matter of just watching what we eat. Sugar, sugar, sugar destroys your microbiome, and the spike protein that people are battling now after taking the jab is going to destroy not just your microbiome, but parts of your body will become weaker, I believe, if you don't get a control of some of the addictions that are creating the lack of homeostasis, the lack of balance in the body. So it's really important, sugar and processed foods, all processed foods, if you read the ingredients, some of them say right on the label, bioengineered ingredients. Bioengineered means it's genetically modified, and I'm noticing that on some of the food that even this family brings into their household. And processed foods in general are nothing but chemicals, dead products, dead fiber. So the less processed foods you eat, the less sugar, the less, the fewer drugs that you're taking, the more your body will overcome whatever you've done in the past to weaken it or try to destroy it. So when we come back, we got to take our last break. And when we come back from this last break, uh, I do want to introduce you to um, uh, the most important blood test from Dr. Sunil. This blood test, he says, is the one blood test that you should be taking to help you take control of your health. So we'll be right back after the Oh, man, God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out, and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456. And schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature. So Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced and we take the guesswork out for you. Let Susan Essentials help you take control of your health today. 
Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. health and well-being and revealing all the clowns and buffoons of the last three years, not all of them, but some of them, and how we can take charge of our health again by staying away from this sick care system. And there are ways to overcome the damage that um, some of these jabs have done to many people who are still, uh, as Mom A.V. would say, still on the other side of the dirt. Uh, but Dr. Sunil recommends a blood test that we all should take or have, especially if you have insurance. I don't have insurance, so I don't do blood tests anymore. I just uh, do a lot of research and study and meditation and uh, time in nature. In fact, I'm going out today. I finally found watermelons with seeds in them, and I'm putting them in the dirt today. Uh, so that I will have even more watermelons, and hopefully I'll be able to sell these watermelons because you can't, it's so hard to find watermelons with seeds these days. And those are the best natural foods that we can take in. But right now, let me just introduce you to a blood test that my favorite doctor uh, recommends, and that might save your life, he believes. So here we go. Hi, everyone. Dr. Sunil Dand, internal medicine physician. Welcome to another video. There is an extremely important blood test which will help determine anybody's baseline level of metabolic health. And I've talked about this blood test before. Now, there are other blood tests as well which will determine anyone's metabolic health, and I'll certainly talk about those in the future. But I actually believe that this blood test is one of the most important. And it's emblematic of the complete clown world that we're living in that if you were to go out there and ask most doctors about this blood test, they haven't even heard of the blood test. It is not taught enough, it is not stressed enough, because we have a medical establishment that is completely focused on fixing things through expensive treatments. Why think about prevention and addressing root causes when there's money to be made from actually treating problems when they occur years down the line? That is the attitude of many at the top of the medical establishment, and it needs to change. So this blood test will help you determine whether you have insulin resistance syndrome. You may have never heard of this condition before, but it is the precursor to diabetes, 
Millions and millions of people have insulin resistance syndrome and it's all around us primarily because of our terrible modern day lifestyles. And the problem with insulin resistance syndrome is that it is the primary driver of many chronic physical and mental diseases. Yes, I said mental diseases as well. So we really need to start thinking about this more. So what is the blood test? It is known as HOMA-IR, Homeostatic Model Assessment for Insulin Resistance. So what does HOMA-IR tell you? It tells you how hard your body is working to bring your glucose levels down. Glucose, sugar, is extremely toxic for the body, so much so that the first thing your body does when you consume sugar or complex carbohydrates is kick in mechanisms to immediately work hard to lower your blood sugar because high blood sugar levels are extremely damaging to your metabolic health, to your immune health, to other cellular processes, so you cannot have high blood sugars. And that is why you see diabetics with so many of these problems, and we've witnessed that over the last three years, how diabetes was one of the worst risk factors for being hurt by the pandemic. And that is because high blood sugars wreak absolute havoc on your body. So being healthy means that your body doesn't have to work hard to lower your blood glucose levels. So how is HOMA-IR calculated? Well, it is a calculation where you multiply your fasting glucose by your fasting insulin. And then depending on what region of the world you're in and what units you are using, you will either divide by 405 or 22.5, whether you're in North America or in Europe. But what I highly recommend is use an online calculator that is calibrated for your particular region of the world to come up with a number. So what does the number mean? Well, you want your HOMA IR to be as close to one as possible, ideally less than one. And that will indicate that you are insulin sensitive. As the number gets up towards two, that will indicate insulin resistance. And as the number gets even higher, three, four, five, that usually goes with full-blown diabetes. So you want the number ideally under one to indicate that you are insulin sensitive. Insulin resistance is as the number creeps up towards two or more. And why is this blood test so good? Well, it will indicate that you have a problem potentially years before it will show up in other blood tests. Now, I'm not saying that other blood tests which are related to insulin resistance, such as fasting glucose and HbA1c, which you've probably heard of, are not useful. Those blood tests are useful, but I really do like the HOMA-IR because it will tell you well in advance whether you are going down the wrong route. And unfortunately, nowadays, millions and millions of people are basically set up to go down the wrong road because our entire system sets people up for a lifetime of chronic illness, and that's primarily because we are surrounded by all the wrong types of foods. Junk foods, ultra-processed foods, very high in sugars. Remember, many sugars are hidden in foods, other artificial pro-inflammatory substances, additives, seed oils, and of course, refined carbohydrates. When anyone consumes these foods, they send your glucose and insulin levels up and your body has to work harder and harder to lower your glucose levels. And rest assured, if people continue down this path, then pre-diabetes, diabetes will occur. And remember, insulin is the key hormone here that is secreted when you take in carbohydrates, simple sugars, etc. And I can guarantee you this. If you go back in time and measure the HOMA-IR levels of your great-grandparents, 
they are probably much better than yours are today. And that is for a reason. That is because of these terrible food substances. So please do go to your doctor and ask for a HOMA IR. The chances are, as I said at the beginning, that they won't have a clue what you're talking about. Hopefully you have a curious doctor that you yourself can educate. Maybe take them some printouts yourself. Hopefully you can do so cordially and politely and you can get the test done. But if worse comes to worst, you can get a lot of these tests done in labs in different places that will do them. You can go online and check in your area and you can get your fasting glucose and fasting insulin levels and you can do the calculation yourself. Now, if you look at the news and you think that the numbers for type 2 diabetes are bad now, just you wait 10 or 20 years and see what's in store for us because the way things are going for both adults and children, yes, children are now being affected by this, the numbers are going to completely explode within the next 10 to 20 years. The path is inevitable for so many people and it's so sad that our establishment that profits off this is not doing anything, not doing anywhere nearly enough to address the root causes of this problem. Get real food to people, make real food the default cheapest option for most people out there and have a campaign even bigger than the campaign against big tobacco. Remember, millions and millions of people, every other person used to smoke a few decades ago. So this can be done, but you need the right drive from the top. And we have to get all of these players that profit from people being sick out of the equation completely because they want people to go down this road. And the good news is if you have insulin resistance, it is very reversible simply by going back to eating real food and understanding what will happen to you if you don't make changes in your life. And people underestimate how much their lives will be transformed. If you have insulin resistance, the difference to your physical, mental health, and even energy levels will be immense if you take care of this problem that you have. Thanks everyone for listening. Let me know your thoughts down below. If you get the blood test done and you feel comfortable sharing the result down below, Please do so because the more people that know about the pandemic of insulin resistance and how it is driving so many of our physical and mental issues in society, the better. Dr. Sunil Dan, check out my online course and my uncensored platform. Those links are down below. And remember, if you get to your 40s, 50s, 60s and these problems start to creep in, many people actually nowadays have these problems even younger, it does not have to be an inevitable path down the road of becoming a recurrent customer for the medical establishment and big pharma. Remember, there are huge swathes of the establishment that are setting you up for that. That's what they want for you and your family. You can say no. Your health and your family's health is in your hands. Educate yourself, be empowered, and make the right choices every day. Thanks everyone again. Hit the like button if you like this video and the bell button for more similar videos in the future. We will talk again very soon. All right, my favorite doctor has laid it all out for you um, that there is a blood test for those of you who haven't tried. I have no idea what this costs, but if you're curious about that, the other side of, of his advice and information is diabetes uh, is has a metaphysical uh, root to it. And so even when you talk about uh, getting a test, to determine your insulin resistance levels. Louise, my favorite author, says that diabetes is about look, longing for what might have been a great need to control. 
deep sorrow, no sweetness left. The affirmation to overcome that is this moment is filled with joy. I now choose to experience the sweetness of today. Hallelujah. There is a solution for the insulin resistance problem. More joy, more joy, more love for self. And that's what we're going to be focusing on for the rest of the year, every day, every show. Uh, More joy, more joy, more love for self, unconditional love. Looking in the mirror without your wig on, without your makeup, uh, first thing in the morning, you are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are awesome. That's the language we want to promote uh, as we go forward from the uh, psychopathic, clown buffoonery show and propaganda that has promoted the idea that you need us. You need us. And my favorite song these days is a Miley Cyrus song, I Can Love Me Better Than You. I Can Love Me Better Than You Can. That's the song we should all be singing from this day forward. Now, I do want to share with you a little bit about this autopsy, the first full autopsy uh, that was done uh, for COVID deaths, for that death patients, actually. Uh, this is significant and because they were, autopsies were not allowed in the last three years for the most part. But this guy reveals to us uh, some of the things that were discovered. So I'm going to play the video and see how. Created with the latest information around the COVID-19 pandemic, and what is likely to occur in the near future. Well, for anyone who's been following me, I've always been focused on the fact that severe COVID-19 is an autoimmune disease, a viral-mediated autoimmune disease. And as such, I've been able to use that principle and that extrapolation to be able to predict where the pandemic, and more critically, where the complications around our actions in the pandemic are likely to occur. And as such, everything I share will be following that line of thinking. And so today, I'm sharing with you the unbelievable fact that the first full autopsy on a COVID-vaccinated death has just been published. Let me repeat that. The first full autopsy has just been published. Now, think about this. We have delivered about 13 billion doses of a vaccine, a novel virus, a novel vaccine technology, and no one is interested in trying to understand what happens at autopsy level. So just to put it in context, autopsy is the equivalent in the context of the financial world of an audit. So big companies have to have their accounts audited, and they are then made sure that what they are saying about their company in terms of the financials, in terms of their assets, this is accurate based on an audit, and it's a requirement in the financial world. An autopsy is equivalent in the medical world because it's an objective analysis of exactly what is happening in the body at a histological level. That means using a microscope 
first external examination and then using a microscope to look at the tissues and to see exactly what is happening in the tissues. Without autopsy, you have no audit. You have no idea what is happening. And the principle is simple. You cannot follow the science without autopsy. And so a few months ago, I had the pleasure of speaking to a pathologist, and it's a fascinating discussion. You have to listen to it. The link is, is below. And it was about the fact that I was saying, do we need to mandate autopsies? Because we need to know what's going on. How can we know what is happening if we are not looking objectively as to what is occurring in terms of pathology in the body? Well, it seems as though no one is interested, which is absolutely shocking. So let's look at exactly what has happened. So this is just today that I was looking for this because just about a year ago, just a little bit over a year ago, I did my first series on vaccinated death, COVID-19 autopsy review, comparing vaccinated and unvaccinated subjects. And that was the first series, but it was a partial autopsy series. And this is why this one here is a full autopsy. And even that one was fascinating. It was looking at viral dissemination in the vaccinated subjects. I had to wait a year to get the next one. I mean, how do you explain that? So let's get into a little bit of the science around it. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, but I'm just going to give you some overviews of the principles. So this is the case in point. It's published um, just uh, a few the 9th of January, I wish I'd seen it before. It was received on the 30th of November, 2022, and published on the 9th of January, 2023. This was all out of Italy. And you can see the names of all of these people. These are Italians. It's a case report looking at just one case. And critically, as usual, looking at the funding, University of Catania in Italy, um, there was uh, informed consent. There was no conflict of interest. So this was just a group of scientists who had a patient who died with regards to COVID-19, and I guess similar to myself, they were very interested in exactly what COVID-19 Your work is your calling, but if your teeth no longer work as hard as you do, ask if dental is here. So he had been vaccinated with Pfizer uh, mRNA vaccine. And his initial swab and admission was negative for the infection. More significantly, when they looked carefully at the data, what they found was that he was negative for IgM and he had IgG. In case you didn't know, IgM tends to be the antibody that is produced first in an infection. And then as the body does class switching of antibodies, it then goes to the longer-term antibody of IgG. So this is a long, drawn-out, and I didn't realize how uh, detailed and scientific this guy is. He's, a, as you can tell, a U.K. resident, great U.K. doctor. And um, the details are available. If you want to find out more about, you can go to YouTube and type in unbelievable first full autopsy on COVID-19 vaccination death. And basically what he discovered that uh, there were no antibodies 
in the body, COVID jab. Basically, the body shut down, uh, and the, the as I said earlier, the microbiome system was destroyed because your army produces antibodies. Your, your defense system produces the antibodies you need to overcome any dis-ease, temporary lack of ease in the body. So basically, uh, again, if you want to hear more about that, go to YouTube. He's too long-winded and too scientific. Basically, what he's saying is, the again, like we said earlier, the jab shut down the microbiome system of antibodies and uh, white blood cells and all the things that go along with a perfect homeostasis community, the jab shuts it down. Here is why, again, the sick care system has to go and all the clowns, buffoons in our leadership have to go. And we are here to recognize that. I'm here to point that out to you uh, as far as recognizing we are in a place of identifying the liars and the cheat, the, the um, spurs and the enemies and wrestling not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, recognizing the energy that we have been dealing with for the last three years, the twilight zone energy that says, wait a minute, my body doesn't need this chemical, but my body needs more love. My body needs more love. Uh, now, we have someone who just raised their hand. Come on now. And we have like one minute left. I'm going to open up. Minister Plump, we need you to pass one earlier. Wow. 312671, you got about 10 seconds. Say hello <laughs> and, and move on. Yes, Go ahead. Ma'am. We are in your salon, and I saw Michael Brand rising. I just want to say thank you very much, Dr. B, for uh, keeping our health is our wealth, and you are fantastic. Keep up the good work. We love you. God bless you. I can't hardly wait to get back to you next week. All right. Thank you, Minister Plump. We love you. Uh, sorry, we got to go now. It's uh, 20 seconds left. Uh, let's see. We got one more person with their hand. Why do you people wait to the last second? Seven seven three four five zero. You got ten second message. Can't hear you. Okay, so we're gonna close that mic and go on to our ending. Appreciate you all so much. Go out, get some sun. That's our best defense against the sick care system. Is sunshine. Blue skies, oceans, sand, walking barefoot in the in the dirt. Those are our defense. That's our tools coming up every day. More sun, more breathing. Deep breathing. Take in life and love yourself more and more. Unconditional love. That's your best medicine, unconditional love. Everybody have a great weekend and come back tomorrow for Mama Joy. You don't want to miss Mama Joy. She's so inspiring, so positive, optimistic, and uplifting tomorrow at 12 Central. Love you. Ah. We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. 
You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujung, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.